Hello and how are you? This is Alice again coming to you from Total Health Academy where we talk about all things total health. So today we're going to talk about stress. What is stress and how can, how does it affect our health? Because everybody has stress. Everybody goes through stressful times, but what kind of stress is good because stress is not always bad actually there is actually good stress and there is bad stress okay so what is stress stress is how we react when we feel um under pressure to do something or threatened when we feel like our life is in danger or something about us has been threatened so in, in short uh, stress is a feeling, it's an emotion, and everybody goes through emotional things in life. Now, it usually happens that we, when we are in a situation that we don't feel uh, we can manage it or control it, we get stressed. So that's how that goes, when we always want to control things and we want to manage things. And when that is kind of elusive, when management becomes difficult, or when we can't control something, then we feel stressed. Um, most people like to be in control, but there are some things in life we will never be able to control. So how do we handle that? Um, stress can be caused by anything. That is anything, anything that makes you question. What are you questioning? You're questioning whether you can cope or whether you can manage it. Can I cope with this? Do I have what it takes? Can I manage it? How am I going to manage this? So stress can be caused by anything. It is something that causes us to question. So there are three types of stressors. Um, acute stress, once in a while, that is okay. Although Sometimes the acute stress can be something um, that we have no control over and it can be um, difficult to control. Like I've been a victim of acute stress, you know. Um, back in June of 2017, I went through um, acute stress disorder out of something I could not have controlled if I tried. But it was acute and I was in the hospital for nine days, and I also stayed home from work for two months after that. But my body healed, and I was able to go back to work. So, so stress is something that we'll never totally be able to avoid, but it, we, don't, we don't want it going into chronic stress. That is something we should... Um, be able to manage if we are doing things properly and we should avoid chronic stress at all costs that is stress that is continuing past six months you know uh, episodic stress is another one that is actually normal that is expected you know um, you are doing an exam and you feel stressed to study, to pass the exam. But, you know, after the exam is over, you relax. So that is a episodic acute 
stress that is normal so chronic stress is what we want to avoid so those are the three types of stress and i'll say them again for just gratification acute acute stress so sometimes it can come out of something you cannot control like i told you back in 2017 i actually wrote a book about it and my book is called the hidden world a chance encounter so i encountered the hidden world and prior to that, I had never experienced it. And it put me um, under a lot of stress. But thank God, the stress did not even go for three months. You know, within two months, I was able to handle it, bring it under control. And now I'm aware <laughs> and, and it doesn't stress me anymore. So that's how you do that. Um, episodic stress, that is normal kind of stress. And then chronic stress is the one that we need to avoid. No, so examples of things that can cause stress. Deadlines, you know, deadlines at work to finish a project that can cause stress. But once the project is done, you relax. So it should be acute, episodic, not all the time. And you should be able to relax. Um, meeting deadlines with school projects. Uh, that too can cause stress, but once it's done, it's over. Uh, dealing with difficult people can bring stress. Those are difficult people at home, which could be roommates, siblings, parents. Dealing with difficult people at work could be co-workers, bosses, and supervisors. Dealing with uh, difficult people at school could be school teachers can be mean and difficult to deal with, and also peers at school. Lack of sleep is another thing that can put you at stress. Um, it can put the body at stress. Uh, not getting enough sleep. That is seven to eight hours. If you're an adult, if you're a child, you probably need nine, sometimes 10 hours. Um, so getting enough sleep is, is important. That's when the body repairs itself. And if you're not getting enough sleep, you will definitely experience stress and chronic stress can cause disease. All right. So not getting enough sleep is a problem. Uh, not getting restful sleep. Some people go to sleep. They are, getting, they are going to sleep for the seven to eight hours, but they keep waking up, you know, so that's restless sleep. Uh, so many things can cause that, you know, horrible dreams, nightmares, night terrors, or sleep apnea where you keep waking up, or irritable, um, irritable, what do you call it? Oh, hyperactive bladder where you have to wake up and go use the bathroom several times a night. That can interrupt sleep, and if it does... Uh, too much of that will put you in chronic stress. Financial worries. I think for most people, this is the big one. This is what keeps people at night, uh, awake at night. Financial worries. Uh, chronic pain. And the chronic pain can be either emotional pain, mental pain, or physical pain. Maybe you're dealing with another disease, you know, and you're no longer at ease and you cannot sleep. Being stressed out for time, say a single parent who has a job, a full-time job, and has children. Sometimes uh, they have too many responsibilities. That can put you at stress. You know, when you have too many responsibilities and you're trying to manage 
um, struggling to manage all these responsibilities and control schedules, you know, that can put someone at stress. So you don't have enough time to, to be a parent and to be a full-time worker. Um, moving to a new town can put someone at stress. That, but that should be acute stress. Once you move and you get used to the new town, you get new friends, you, get, you stay away from family, you know, you should get used to that. If you're moving because of a new job after some time, you should get used to the new town. But at first, it can be stressful, but you don't want it to become chronic. Uh, starting a new job, be, starting college can also be stressful. Be, being newly married can also be stressful. Um, trying to please your spouse, wondering if you're doing the right things, you know, those kind of things. But getting married getting married is a good thing but it can also be stressful but hopefully that could be acute stress and it's episodic because you don't get married every time and if you have a good support system and you know how to manage stress then it should not be a big problem um we are still talking about examples of things that can cause stress so being in a, in a new role, say you're leaving high school to go to college, uh, some people worry, they worry about um, getting good grades, um, being a new parent, you have a new child, you worry, you worry if you're doing the right thing, um, worry, worry, worry. Worrying about COVID-19, worrying if you're going to get sick, if you get sick, are you going to die? You know, worrying, worrying, worrying. Worry is the mother of stress. And the grandmother of stress is fear. So all this is coming from fear and worry. That is the cause of stress. Now, and stress can be anything. It can be a physical demand, something you're supposed to do. It can be a psychological demand. So even keeping up with the Joneses. I was going to say keeping up with the Kardashians, but then I stopped. Now it's keeping up with the Joneses can stress you. And I believe the same thing, you know, if you're trying to keep up with the new trends and you see how people, other people are progressing, it can stress you. <laughs> That's if you worry about those things. You know, some people who don't worry about keeping up with new trends, that's not a problem for them. But if that worries you, it can cause stress. Um, let's see. So stress is not always a bad thing, but you don't want it to be chronic. That's where it starts causing problem because our body, our bodies get tired. And when they get tired, things start to go wrong because what stress does, it activates the fight flight reaction. Now we are going into the scientific part of stress, the fight flight reaction. Most people have uh, studied this in biology, but what happens in the body is not... If it's acute stress, you will get over it. Your body will go back to being at ease. But if it's chronic stress, then that's where it starts causing problems. And remember, stress can be real. It can be a real thing that you're worried about, and it can also be imagined. Maybe your thoughts are racing, you're uh, overthinking things. So you're imagining things that could happen. Your body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know whether something is real or whether something is imagined. It just responds to the feeling. 
it is pods to the emotion okay so three things happen when uh, you the fight flight reaction is activated you're either gonna fight with whatever is stressing you or you're gonna run away from it either way you need energy so the first thing that's activated is your brain because your brain has to coordinate everything else so your brain will produce adrenaline and adrenaline makes your heart beat faster and stronger then uh, your adrenal glands get activated they produce epinephrine and epinephrine is gonna make your muscles tight it's gonna tighten up your blood vessels and the two will increase your heart beating faster your blood vessels tightening up the those two things epinephrine and adrenaline will increase your heart rate will increase your blood pressure so those are two very strong neurotransmitters that will increase your your heartbeat and increase your blood pressure so you can have the energy to run now if you decide to fight it's either way whichever way you lean on you're going to produce something different your adrenal glands are going to produce cortisol cortisol is a hormone that the body needs and the kaida is responsible for um for a lot of um things in the body um cortisol tells your liver we need energy we're gonna need a whole lot of energy to deal with this so it kind of activates your liver to release all the blood sugar because your liver stores about 24 hours worth of glucose for when you need it so this is a time that you need it and it releases all that sugar into the bloodstream it also tells your uh, your liver maybe that is not enough we need more so the liver goes into a process of making glucose that process is called neo uh, gro- gluconeogenesis yes that gluconeogenesis your liver can make glucose from scratch your liver is a factory and so and it's a storage bank it's a storage bank and a factory and it's gonna elevate your sugar it also tells your blood cells there is danger we don't want you using up energy for no reason so the liver also produces something that's called lecithin lecithin is an an enzyme that actually tells your blood cells not to open the door to insulin and this is where insulin resistance comes in so if you see somebody who is suffering from insulin resistance which is going to put you on the track on the road to getting type 2 diabetes if it's chronic that's what they are dealing with is chronic stress um so this whole process the fight fright reaction starts something in the body that is called information information is how we deal with things information is what's gonna activate all these neurochemicals so your heart can beat faster uh, your liver can produce glucose and um, the immune system is also activated because there is danger. So, and this is how the body does things. So what is inflammation? In means it's happening on the inside. Flame means fire. So this whole, pro- the fight, flight, reaction starts 
the inflammation. Once the adrenaline, the epinephrine, and the cortisol are increased, once that production goes up, inflammation, the fire has already begun. And that's why you don't want this to be chronic because 90 to 95% of all the diseases we deal with, they come from chronic low-grade inflammation. That means you're dealing with some kind of chronic stress. Now, some of the um, uh, issues that people feel when they are the chronic stress, frequent headaches, heart aches, you can actually have real chest pain or chest pain, but when you go to the doctor, they do an EKG, they do um, cardiac enzymes, they don't see anything. But if you're feeling it, just because we don't see it when we do your blood work, it don't mean that there's nothing there. It don't mean that the pain is in your head. The pain is actually real. And if you don't do something to manage your stress, that pain is going to show up physically. Give it time. It will show up. So just because we don't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not there. It is there and we need to address it before it starts causing problems. Now, the other thing is your heart muscle, it contracts, especially the cardiac muscle. It contracts forcefully and your blood vessels, the, the blood vessels tighten up. That contraction of the heart muscle and the blood vessels tightening up, that equals to high blood pressure. And you know, high blood pressure does not cause pain. So that's why they call it a silent killer because it's silent, but it's high. Your body is already deceased, but you don't feel pain. Increased breathing. That is okay, but if it's prolonged, it can cause problems. Um, we talked about neoglucogenesis. We talked about the liver releasing all the glucose. So all that blood sugar in the system and your liver also producing lecithin, which is an enzyme you are looking at type 2 diabetes on the way, or at least a pre-diabetic condition. And one in three people in America ha already has uh, a pre-diabetic condition. So it's very prevalent. Uh, it, it's out there. Uh, increased riposis is another thing that happens with your liver. It starts making fat. It makes cholesterol, and it also makes triglycerides. So those two... They're going to increase fat in your bloodstream. So when we do a fasting lipid, your cholesterol is going to be up. And you know that will put you on the track to getting heart attacks, to getting strokes. Not a good thing. Um, it also increases sweating. So these are the chronic symptoms or symptoms of chronic stress. Increased sweating. So women who go into menopause, if you are distressed, you will have severe heart flashes. So increased sweating, heart flashes, uh, decreased gastric motility. This is where the digestive tract is becomes compromised because we don't have enough time to digest food. Um, so you suffer constipation, you suffer digestive woes, you suffer gastric broadening, you become gassy, you just don't feel well. Um, things that cause, um, let me see where I am. 
chronic stresses. I already talked about uh, adrenaline and how it increases your cardiovascular activity. I talked about epinephrine. I'm just repeating here. And how epinephrine increases uh, the pressure in your blood vessels and both of those become hypertension and other cardiac diseases. Increased cortisol increases inflammation, it activates the immune system, and if it's prolonged, your immune system becomes weak. Plus, you're also going to have um, uh, metabolic dysregulation, which is part of diabetes, um, and also weight gain. Yep, metabolic dysregulation. Uh, obesity is actually not a food issue, even though some people eat. But if you're eating too much, if you don't have self-control and you're eating when you're not hungry, um, you're still trying to medicate something. You're using food as a medication, like a drug, because um, you're probably eating sweet, sugary foods, a lot of carbohydrate because it tastes good and it's giving you comfort to eat. So there is some kind of emotional pain involved with obesity. Now, if you're obese and you're not eating, that means it is your body that is producing the fat cells, it's producing the glucose, it's producing the high blood pressure, it's producing the cholesterol, which we call a cardiometabolic syndrome. So if it's doing that, means you're under chronic stress. So like I said before, stress is not a bad thing, but it should be in small doses and it should be controlled episodic acute stresses that will make you finish exams finish projects do what you need to do and then relax if you need to take a vacation after each project you can do that now chronic stress is when you're dealing with these things all the time in a prolonged um time so in today's fast Pissed world, chronic stress is common because people are worrying about too many things, honestly, and they don't know how to deal with chronic stress. Um, your mind, when you do that, your mind and your body are going to pay a very high price for what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So like I said before, stress is a feeling and your body responds to it. And your body doesn't know whether it's real or imagined. It responds the same way. Your body's defense system kicks into high gear rapidly and automatically. That means your vagus nerve is also involved because the vagus nerve is the autonomic nerve. You don't have to activate it. It's actually, it, it just goes into gear. Once your body senses uh, the fight-fright reaction, that will activate the stress response. So it's rapid and it's automatic. So when we feel stress, we need to be able to recognize that. And we need to deal with whatever is stressing us. And there are ways to deal with it and there are ways not to deal with it. So our nervous system cannot distinguish between emotional pain and physical pain. It doesn't know whether you're facing a lion in the forest if the lion is in your mind it doesn't know that it will still behave the same way so emotional equals feeling uh, and physical 
it's a real threat. Your body cannot tell the difference. So with chronic pain, you have something I call the cortisol drip. You know, it's like a leaky faucet. It just drips, drips, drips. And you also drip, drip epinephrine. You also drip, drip uh, adrenaline. And that will cause cortisol is a steroid, actually. Um, And that steroid regulates a wide range of body processes, such as metabolism, the immune system, brain function, and muscle strength. Um, Adrenaline and epinephrine are neurochemicals, and they also um, regulate many, very many systems in the body. It's like the whole body, you know, metabolism, the immune system, the brain function, the heart, the kidneys, the liver, the muscles, the body cells. You're talking about everything. So what systems are affected by chronic stress? Cognitive functions, memory. Your memory is not going to be good. You're going to start forgetting things because you are under a lot of chronic stress. Inability to concentrate. You'll start one thing or you'll finish it and you will forget what you did. Sometimes even when you're driving, an exit that you normally takes maybe to go home, sometimes you're not concentrating and you pass it. Poor judgment. You're not making good choices. When you're faced with a stress, a stressor, a new stressor on top of the chronic one, you make poor judgments because you're not thinking things through. So cognitive functions um affected. You only see negative things. Everything you look at, you're only looking at the bad side of that of it. That's called neurosis. And it affects people. Now, negative thoughts will go on to cause a whole bunch of other things. Negative thoughts are not compatible with good health at all, at all. Um, You're going to be anxious. You're going to have racing thoughts. Sometimes you'll feel like you're going crazy. Oh, yeah. That's the cognitive function of chronic stress. Um, Emotional signs of chronic stress. You will have depression generalized unhappiness, anxiety, agitation, moodiness, irritability, anger. Um, And these are some of the things that actually lead to um, substance abuse. Uh, When people are depressed, they use cocaine because cocaine is a stimulant. When people are anxious, they smoke cigarettes because smoke... Uh, smoking cigarettes has a chemical that travels through the blood-brain barrier. It goes straight to your brain and it calms your brain down. So you're not responding to all these thoughts. Uh, benzodiazepines, that's another drug that is a drug of choice for people who are anxious. They love it because it helps them feel good. So we start help, uh, using drugs to help you relax. Alcohol is another thing, especially when people are dealing with anger. Alcohol is a depressant. It will make you calm down. But when you drink too much, your brain gets impaired and you do things that you didn't want to do. Emotional signs of chronic stress. We still continue with that. Loneliness is another thing. Feeling of isolation and other mental and emotional health problems. You're always feeling alone. 
and um, most people will always feel like they're dealing with things alone. So, so that is um, the emotional signs of chronic stress. Now, behavior, behaviors that you might see when somebody is having chronic stress, they are the same as the emotional signs. You might see people eating, but these are behaviors. You'll actually be able to see them. Um, people eating too little. You have eating disorder like bulimia nefasa, anorexia nefasa. They are trying to control something because they feel out of control. And the only thing they can control is food. So they reduce the food intake. Uh, sometimes we treat those as biological diseases, but really they are not. Um, eating too much, you know, and this is where the obesity comes in when people are overeating, emotional eating. To feed the hunger within uh, using food as a drug, as a drug of choice. But food, for most people, food is accept acceptable drug. You know, nobody is going to uh, complain that you're eating. <laughs> and sometimes you might even eat in secret where people don't see you and see how much you're putting in. Uh, sleeping too little, that's a problem. That has a, its own set of problems that it brings into into the whole equation it's it's like a cycle one thing starts another and another and another uh sleeping too much that's a problem um that's a sign of depression by the way sleeping too little is a sign of anxiety and uh, neglecting responsibilities because you are you feel overwhelmed using alcohol cigarette drugs to relax that's why I say the emotional signs of chronic stress and the behavior signs of chronic stress are almost kind of like the same. So uh, using sex to have fun. But sometimes most people or some people will use sex um, the wrong way, you know, looking for fun in all the wrong places. Uh, nervous habits, uh, nail biting, pacing. Those are the chronic signs of, or signs of chronic stress, or behaviors of chronic stress. Um, we are still at the signs of chronic stress. So now we're going to talk about the physical signs of chronic stress. Body aches, body pains, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, dizziness, chest pain. I mentioned that before. Rapid heart rate, I mentioned that before. Loss of sex drive. So some people will overuse sex if they are looking for, if they feel lonely, if they are looking for love in the wrong places. Because remember, it comes with loneliness. So they will look for it the wrong way and in the wrong places. Other people may have low sex drive. So electrical dysfunctions. Um, frequent colds and flu. This is where you know your immune system is affected. If you're getting flu infections every year, your immune system is terribly, terribly affected. If you're catching every cold that comes by, if you're catching COVID-19 several times, <laughs> every variant that comes by, you catch it, your immune system is badly affected. And especially if you have been vaccinated and you're still getting it. Uh-oh. That's not a good sign. Um, frequent infections of any kind. That means your immune system is, is badly affected. 
and that can be a physical sign of chronic stress and especially fear fear is the one that does that um real diseases that are actually connected with chronic diseases we talked about depression we talked about anxiety now we we talked about body aches and joint pain so arthritis comes in there arthritis and joint pain like rheumatism you know rheumatic diseases uh that's where it comes in autoimmune diseases and we have more than 200 plus autoimmune diseases like different different kinds that means the immune system is affected so autoimmune diseases is when your body starts to attack itself believe me I know most doctors say that the body may, uh, the immune system makes a mistake, but the immune system is it does not make a mistake. There is a reason why it's doing that. So when he, when the immune system attacks its own body, we have a big problem going on. And if you want to discuss that further, I can actually point you in the right direction so you can heal. Cause some it's not making a mistake. So don't let anybody tell you that the immune system is not making a mistake. It, it, it is actually going after the enemy. And I think if you put two and two together, you will know what I'm talking about. And if you can't do that, I am here to discuss that with you. I can, uh, I can walk you through and explain it to, it to you in a way you can understand. So just know that it's not making a mistake. Uh, digestive problems, acid reflux, uh, gastric ulcers, peptic ulcers, those kind of things. H. pyroli, all that comes from chronic stress. Uh, skin conditions like eczema comes from chronic stress. Um, heart diseases, we talked about those. Dementias, Demen- this is dementias of all kinds. The root cause is chronic stress. There is something that is stressing you. And sometimes people have suppressed those feelings that they are buried over the sides of time. I have written a book on Alzheimer's disease. Um, in that book, I, spell, I go all the way in. And I can tell you two words that cause Alzheimer's disease. Um, it's in the book. I'm not going to say yet. If you want information about that, go get the book. If you cannot get the book, I can mail you a copy. And after you read it, then we can talk about it to see how you can be healed. You can, you can heal from Alzheimer's dementia. I know people are looking for a pill, but actually the cure is not in a pill. And they will never, you hear that? They will never find it in a pill, no matter what they do. Because it's not a biological disease. It's not. Um, so other dementias. We have vascular dementia. We have um, uh, Rui body dementia. Rui body dementia is caused by something else. But it's still in the same line with Alzheimer's dementia. But, but no, something else is going on. Something like a dissociative disorder. And I have written a mental health book and I have a chapter on dissociative disorders. So if you have Rui body or you have a family member with Rui body dementia, that book will be great to get. It's called The Spiritual Component of Mental Health. I have a whole chapter 
on dissociative disorders. Once you read that, then we can talk and I'll tell you. The plan is actually simple, how to fix these things. The problem is the understanding. So in all thy getting, get knowledge and get understanding. Uh, we are still on real diseases that are caused by chronic stress. The productive issues, some um, um, erectile dysfunctions, um, like premature ejaculation, infertility problems, some of them can, uh, are caused by chronic stress. Some of them, not all of them, but some. Obesity, we talked about that. Weight problems, we talked about that. Diabetes, we talked about that. Metabolic dysregulation, we talked about that. Cancer, cancer comes from um, an immune system that's not working properly. So anytime you hear somebody has cancer, they have tumors and growth, that comes from an, an immune system that is weak. Part of it is not working. And of course, when you look at inflammation, the fifth cardinal sign of inflammation is lack of function. So there is a part of the immune system that is not working right. That's why the cancer tumors are growing, or that's why the cancer cells are growing. Um, high cholesterol, that comes from the metabolic dysregulation and strokes. Now, there are some things in life that we cannot avoid. Um, like I said, some stressors are unavoidable, but what we need to avoid is uh, chronic stress. Chronic stress, for sure, it is avoidable because there is a way to deal with it. And that will be what I discuss with a Total Health Academy. So if you want to discuss that, I can help you with that but things stressor things that can cause stress that we cannot afford in life are like major life changes say the death of a spouse the death of a parent you can't change that uh relationship difficulties divorce marriage separation those kind of things imprisonment those kind of things death of a close family members you can't change that accidents and injuries you can't change that. Uh, illness. You actually could change that, but when it's affecting a family member, you don't have any control over that. The only thing you can do is support them, and it can affect you. It can affect you. So you got to know how to deal with chronic stress. Marriage, a difficult marriage. This is where relationships, at home, you know, dealing with difficult people, marriage reconciliation, those kind of things. Now, retirement is listed as one of the stressors, but I, retirement should not be a stressor. It should be a fun time, unless you're doing it wrong. Um, I will talk about retirement sometime next year, because retirement is really, I know we look at retirement as, as that's the way life is supposed to be, but retirement it should not be, life should not like that. We should never retire from working, ever, ever. The reason why we retire is because we are doing the wrong jobs. And we can't wait to get away from that. And then we save up money to um, help us through retirement. So we are doing life wrong. So that comes from wrong training, wrong thinking, and is listed as a stressor, but there's actually a way to overcome that. But that will be a topic for next year. <laughs>
I have to put that in the back burner and deal with diseases first. So there are some things we can do to control our chronic stress, but we have to know how to deal with it. And uh, this is where I'm going to add uh, because I can, uh, unless I know who you are and what you know, that's the only way I can go a little bit deeper or hear your story and know what you're struggling with exactly, um, family history, other diseases that you're dealing with, and what's going on in your life. So that's the piece that I'm missing. And then I will be able to advise someone on how to cure some of these diseases. Every disease we have mentioned so far, it is curable. And most people are looking for something to drink, something to take, a pill, a drug, the cure is actually within you. It's inside your body. And it's not something you need to take. It's already there. You need to activate it. But it comes from lifestyle changes. But the way I deal with lifestyle, I go all the way deep. I don't leave anything untouched. So uh, acute trauma can cause stress. But if stress is going on for more than six months, more than a year, more than two years, you're dealing with it the long way. Um, so there is the right way to deal with things. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to add this. And I pray that I have said something that blesses you, that gives you hope. Um, yeah. And now I'll be waiting to hear from you. If I can help you in any way, please don't hesitate to give me a call. If you're getting this message from WhatsApp, you probably already have my number. If you're getting it on Facebook, you, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Inbox me on Facebook. I check my Facebook account every single day. Yeah, every single day. That will be the best place for you to get a hold of me and so that's it for today so we need to avoid chronic stress thank you and god bless you